come on a journey with a cinephile. Wake up, sucker. We're thieves and we're bad guys. That's exactly what we are. Welcome, listeners, to bonus episode number 13 of Journey with a Cinephile, a horror movie podcast. I am your tour guide here of David Garrett Jr., recording out of Columbus, Ohio. And in this episode here is one that came about because Jamie agreed to watch, since I got that box set of Friday the 13th movies that I hadn't watched as of yet, that she agreed to watch the first one. We also decided that, or I decided that it would pair up better watching the sequel than watching the remake just because of some of the things that that remake kind of includes from other movies. So we went ahead and watched the first two. We gave our initial thoughts and then, well, I mean, we gave Jamie's initial thoughts as well as kind of what she thought after seeing the movie. And you might hear in the background of me recording this intro as well as the episode itself, my daughter Mackenzie, who getting a little bit fussy as she's waking up right now. So this is actually running a bit longer here than I was expecting it to. So what I'm going to go ahead and do is get you over to a very brief break before you get into Friday the 13th. There could be some spoilers here. I know for the first one at least, but... Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you enjoy coming on this journey with us. And welcome back. So, we decided to, since Friday the 13th was last week, since we were recording this on the Monday after, actually, we went ahead and... Jamie agreed to actually watch the original one, and we were trying to figure out what we do for a podcast, so that's the idea for this episode here. So because we've already watched it, it's kind of hard because you might be a little bit, already have some preconceived notions or anything, but what were your initial thoughts about this movie coming into it? I honestly had no idea what this movie was about. I knew it was a, I didn't even know if I knew it was a slasher film. I think you were the one that told me that. So I knew it was a scary movie. And I knew that the killer, or what I thought the killer's name was, was Jason. Mm-hmm. I even knew the last name, Voorhees. I was proud of myself, but I had no idea other than that. Yeah, it's kind of funny because we've seen Scream, so no offense, you clearly did not pay attention because that movie does spoil this one. And that's right there in the opening there with Drew Barrymore. I pay attention to a lot of things in that movie, but that was not one of them. No, that's fair. 
So, yeah, because I mean, I think I had told you it was a slasher. I can't blame you if you don't remember that, just because the last time we talked about it, it had been quite a while, and then I had gotten the box set for something. Not really. Did you get me the box set? Is it the one that you put on our wedding registry? Probably, yeah. And yes. Yeah. And yes, he put it on our wedding registry. My friend almost bought it until he found out it was $100. Shout out to Craig. Um, is there You're any... welcome, <laughs> by the way. I thanked you. Stop it. <laughs> um, and actually, I should also say we have a very special guest who right now is actually staying quiet, which they have not been all day, as our daughter Mackenzie is being held by Jamie right now and actually, like I said, staying fairly quiet while we're recording this. If you hear a billy goat, we don't get a goat. It is our daughter. <laughs> so is there any other opening thoughts that you wanted to share before we kick over to the trailer and then get into the movie itself? I knew that this movie was a franchise. I thought it would be more like Scream franchise. Mm-hmm. Or not Scream, I'm um, sorry. Halloween. Uh, yes, Halloween. I'm so sorry about that, that I forgot that name. They, uh, Mackenzie. they get to be more like that. This one... I'll get into it after the first break and everything like that, but I'll come back to that idea. But is there anything else you wanted to say before we kicked over? I guess I thought I would know more about this movie once I started watching it, but, like, you know, you hear things about all these mm-hmm. legendary movies, but this one, really, I didn't remember anybody talking about it besides you mentioning it. I will say that you're kind of having ideas about some of the sequels, because that's where they do kind of go to. That makes sense. So, but I mean, this is 1980, and like I said, I'll get over and kind of give some opening thoughts, but um, anything else you wanted to say? Uh, I think that's it. Okay. Let's kick over to the trailer, and then I will introduce the movie, and then we'll give our thoughts on Friday the 13th from 1980. Oh, hi. What are you doing out in this mess? One. Eleven. 
Friday, the 13th. You may only see it once, but that will be enough. Friday, the 13th. And welcome back. So like we were kind of alluding to, this is Friday the 13th from 1980. This was directed by Sean S. Cunningham. It was written by Victor Miller, but Ron Kurtz was uncredited with coming up with some of the things. Stars Betsy Palmer, Adrian King, and Janine Taylor. And I cannot also leave out that this features the great Kevin Bacon in one of very early roles from him. Horror mystery thriller film that is from the United States. Currently sitting on a 6.4 on IMDb and a 3.1 on Letterboxd with a synopsis being a group of camp counselors trying to reopen a summer camp called Crystal Lake, which has a grim past, are stalked by a mysterious killer. So kind of what I was going to lead into, or I was alluding to actually in the previous little section there is, personally, this is a slasher film, one of the ones that was a clone of Halloween, as you were kind of bringing up. But this one plays more like a giallo. Even though we don't have a black glove killer, it's definitely the POV. We don't know who the killer is. And then there's a reveal at the end. I think it's a cheat. I will say here that there could be spoilers here, so there will be that. But I will get to it in my issues that I have with this movie. But this one does play more like a giallo, in my opinion, because you don't know who the killer is this whole time. So what we're going to start with here, though, is what are the things that you liked about this movie? Before we do that, I have something I remembered about your previous question. Yeah. Um, what I knew about the movie was from your t-shirt. Uh, I knew it was Camp Crystal Lake. Yeah. You did You did bring that up, yeah. So that that was my knowledge of this movie, was a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> and well, back to your question. What was it? <laughs> what do you like about this movie? Um, this movie actually kept my interest. A lot of these... It shocks me. It shocks me, too. A lot of these uh, slasher films, the slow burns, mm-hmm. I find to be very boring. I, I Maybe it's because there are so many characters mm-hmm. in this one and different ways that they are being killed. I think, it's weird, but I think maybe that kept my interest a little bit more. You never knew exactly how or when. And the fact that I didn't know who the killer was, I kept guessing. Okay. So I was trying to gather things from like context clues. It's actually kind of interesting. You made me think of something. I actually believe this movie stole from an Italian movie called Bay of Blood. Really? Some of the deaths. I know in part two for sure that it stole things that were done in that one. But they were going, actually that's a movie I've told you about is that one of its alternate titles was Twitch of the Death Nerve, which is one of the greatest titles I've ever heard in my life that they don't use really, that it goes by a Bay of Blood. But... This movie, and I know the sequel for sure, takes a lot of the kills from that movie. Got it. Um, so it's kind of funny that that's one of your like perks is that, like... But, I mean, the, the effects on those kills are great, but I was telling you, Tom Savini did that, and... They were really good. You know, I wouldn't call him necessarily medically believable, but I don't think you need that for a movie. That's, that's fair. I also think the fact that Kevin Bacon was in it made it seem like it wasn't such an old movie. Mm-hmm. When I can recognize, like, Jamie Lee Curtis or some yeah. of those people, I just have a hang-up about these really old movies for some reason. I have no idea why. Don't hate me for it. But I think Kevin Bacon just kind of made it seem more relevant. Yeah. 
Um, is there anything else that you wanted to go to for your positives? I, I don't have a lot, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. Mm-hmm. I think the fact that just keeping my attention is the biggest you could ever ask for. Yeah, because I'm not telling you that this is a clone because they took the idea and they wanted to send out a different holiday, even though Friday the 13th isn't a holiday, but it is a day that's supposed to be cursed. I like that it's set at a summer camp, even though you don't have the kids there that they're trying to get it ready. I think it's a cool idea because it isolates you. You have that horrible storm that rolls in, so it kind of makes it difficult to get away and everything like that. And then you also have the characters breaking off, and they're not sure if they hear the other people dying mm-hmm. just because of the fact that, like, it's thunders happening, So you, and then the rain's coming down very heavy, and there's obviously like metal roof where it makes that really loud sound as rain pelts off of that. I like their little spoilers, um, not spoilers, foreshadowings. Mm-hmm, yeah. The Jeep. Yep. Um, I thought the lead camp counselor guy was creepy, so he was my first suspect. That's fair. Yep, but Mr. It, Christie. Yeah, there are lots of dead ends, but it's kind of, I, th- I thought that was just an interesting way to introduce a potential killer without giving too much away. Yeah. So then, if you don't have any more positives, we can go over to what didn't you like about this movie? Um, I don't know if... I don't really have a lot of things I didn't like. I mean, I think the effects could have been better, but again, it's 1980, so I think... It is a very low-budget movie. Yeah, yeah. but I I don't know if adding more characters would have made it any better. I don't really have a lot of complaints about it. My big one is the cheat of who the killer is, and I believe what I've read is that... They didn't know who the killer was going to be. So Tom Savini's actually the killer in a lot of the POV shots that you see. It's his hands and everything that you're seeing. I wish they would have introduced that Mrs. Voorhees was a character ahead of that. That's fair. Like, just have her at the diner or have her at the, like, place in the very beginning where the camp counselor who gets, like, Annie, when she gets the ride from the truck driver, have her there. Even just say something. Or just have it be like, oh, they're talking about, like, opening up that camp again. Remember when you were the cook there? Have something like that, just so that way, because it just feels like a cheat where they're just like, well, who are we going to have? Oh, let's have this lady be the killer. Yeah. I guess after you started talking, I didn't like Jason at the end. Yeah, it's... It, so They just, took that from Carrie. I get it. There was a last, like, jump scare where they're trying to be like, oh, this will get the crowd. Got it. Which is weird. None of the there was a jump scare, but I think it was for me. I think somebody slammed a door or something, so yeah. I jumped. But that didn't get me. I literally thought, so what? He's a water zombie now. So I, if I had to complain, it would be that, especially because I know he's the biggest, one of the bigger killers yeah. in the series. So the one thing with that is, I believe that that's supposed to be a dream. But is it? I believe it's a, it's supposed to be a dream. I thought that actually they, they, happened to her because doesn't she go out? She goes out on two. Yeah, she went out on the lake, but I believe it's supposed to be a dream where, like, no boy pulled her in the water because the cops didn't see that happen. Got it's supposed it. to be more like the boat just tipped over and she thought he she pulled, like, he was pulled. He pulled her in. Oh. Hmm. Yeah, it's... <laughs> David it's, knows that hmm, very well. I disagree. I, I get that quite a bit. But yeah, it's, uh, it's supposed to be a dream. Oh, I didn't like that. <laughs> and it's supposed to be foreshadowing where, because they weren't necessarily going to do a sequel, but it was so successful that they did one, and then it became... They had to have made a lot of money on this movie. They made a killing on this one. Even, I, like huh. I said, it's not... <laughs> it's not 
a bad movie. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a lot coming from me. Yep. Especially this isn't my style. That's fair. Um, so then, I guess, what would you change about the movie if there was anything? You don't necessarily have to have anything, but... I think Jason should be in there a whole lot more than what he is. I get why he's not, because they set up his story, but... Well, you gotta imagine, this wasn't supposed to be a series. I, I get yeah. it. This is what I would change, though, because I think it adds something more, whether they did like an initial scene, mm-hmm. like, oh, they did a retelling of it, and then you saw his mom, that would include That could also be, there. yeah. Oh, that's another way where you can introduce her, is like have her like in that flashback sequence they give. Yeah. And I guess I don't really think... I, I get... No, I don't get why she's killing these people. Because the camp counselors were off making love and not paying attention, so her boy died. So now she That's wants right. she wants the camp closed and doesn't want it to be open because she doesn't want that to happen to anybody else. So she's got good motives. I guess. But I mean, originally she didn't go around, like, I mean, yeah, she killed the two counselors. But then, like, the one time she poisoned the water. Uh, to make it where, like, the camp... I she, thought I was paying attention. She sabotaged... This, this is just one of those things where, like, that truck driver in the beginning said, like, Two camp counselors got killed, and then, like, they had bad water, and then something else happened. So, like... I guess, like, I get... I can level with that. What, to go around killing people because... Oh, no, she's misguided. She's misguided. She is insane, but, I mean, insane with a bit of grief, which is kind of funny is that while we were watching this, you're like, it can't be this person because there's not usually a female killer, and I was like, hey, 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 hey. Well, most of the movies, there That's true. Are. And I also thought... Jason was the killer. So, so I so was did Drew waiting. Barrymore when she wasn't paying attention. <laughs> Touche. Hers was just a mistake. Mine was just not nothing. <laughs> yeah, but for me, I would the only thing I would change I've already talked about is just introduce Mrs. Voorhees. Even if it's one scene, just introduce her ahead of time. And I think that this movie could elevate up to like a perfect score for yeah. me. Especially since they had the jeep they were thinking ahead for some of it minus the fact they didn't know who the killer was but they were thinking ahead yeah. for a lot of these foreshadowing so yeah okay um is there anything else that you wanted to include there i don't think so i'll probably remember at your next question that's fair uh the next one would be where do you think they're going to go for the sequel because i think that's what we agreed that we were going to end up watching the for the i don't i can't decide if they're going to do more of a prequel feeling where they actually dive into Jason's life and kind of tell his story or if now because of her dream he's a, awakened and is going to I really don't know okay I did tell you that he is in the sequel I, I do know that but it's just I don't know where it could go are you excited to watch the sequel I'm intrigued you okay. have my attention okay Okay, uh, is there anything else you want to include then in this little section then before we cut away and go to uh, the sequel? I don't think so. Okay, let me get you over to the trailer then, and we will go watch the movie, and we will come back with our thoughts on Friday the 13th, Part 2. I believe from 1981, so one year later. Like, they rushed this into production, yeah. A lot of these came out pretty close together. That's unusual for... Uh, Well, I guess I'm used to... Scream. Saw you. Well, Saw used to do it. Oh my gosh. That's true. To be determined. <laughs> so, what is your score for this movie? I would give it a solid B. Plus. Okay. So, we're actually not too far off because I give this a 9 out of 10. I was going to, if I had to do a number, I was thinking 8. Yeah. I don't really have a, 
I don't know how I score. It just depends on my mood that day. That's fair. But I, I thought this was a solid movie. Yeah. So I'm kind of shocked. I think I'm more shocked than you are about my score. Because uh, it seems like you're higher on this one than you were on Halloween. So that's actually what kind of shocks me. because Halloween was just so boring. But, I mean, that's kind of like the granddaddy of them all to a lot of people. I'm not one of those people. That's fair. But I'm just... Most people prefer that one to this movie. Huh. You don't say. (laughs) (laughs) So we will come back once we've watched this. should Friday the 13th, 1981, be any different? Friday the 13th, part two. The body count continues. 14. You're all doomed. You're all doomed. 15. God. 16. 17. 18. 19. Welcome back. So now for the second review of this one. I already said it earlier, but this is Friday the 13th, Part 2. This is from 1981. It was directed by Steve Miner. This was written by Ron Kurz, and then this is based on the characters from Victor Miller and Sean S. Cunningham. Stars Betsy Palmer, Amy Steele, and John Fury. While being a horror mystery thriller film that is from the United States... Currently sitting on a 6.1 on IMDb and a 3.1 on Letterboxd with Snops being. Five years after the events of the first film, a summer camp next to the infamous Camp Crystal Lake is preparing to open, but the legend of Jason is weighing heavy on the proceedings. So, for this one here, I guess I'm going to start with, now that you've seen this, what are your thoughts on this movie and the introduction of Jason Voorhees? I have more issues with this movie than I did the first movie. Okay. Um, do you want me to go into pros and cons or just my... Thoughts? I guess let's start with the positives you got from this one. Because then I, cause I have some negatives that I also kind of want to go into myself. Um, I, I don't know. I like that it's 
similar, you get the similar vibes about the movie. I just don't think it was executed well. Okay. Um, there's so, it's, to me it's basically the same movie. You just have a different killer. Yeah. But I thought this was more um, horror movie, less slasher to me. Where I felt like it was more gory, more jump scares, more... Well, that would actually make creepy. it more of a slasher film. Well, this oh. one's less giallo, I would say. Because it's okay. less of a, like a murder mystery. Got where, it. for the most part, you kind yes. of know who it is. And there's no like big reveal that it's somebody else. Yeah, I, I guess I like that creepy feel to it. Because you can never tell, is it the murderer? Is it the somebody else? So I like that part of it. I mean, I will say, I like to shift over to Jason being the killer just because some of the things that happen in this one, I believe he could do as opposed to his mother doing it in the first one. That's fair. So I like that whole aspect. I'll get into my negatives with that character. But I mean, this one I think also, it ramps up the body count. There's more, I think, kills in this one yeah. than the previous one. And I like that it was, what, an hour and 20... Six minutes. 26 yeah. minutes. Yeah, it gets that in, gets nice. out, yeah. Um, I thought it was a quick-paced movie. Yeah. I mean, not even the fact that it was that short. Yeah, I think we took a break at the midway point, and you're like, wait, we're already well past the halfway point? And I yeah, was like, yeah. I think we were, it was around 49 minutes yeah. because we had to feed Mackenzie. But I thought it was just a quick movie. You knew what you were getting into. Yeah. And I like that you got to see the killer a little bit more. Yeah. Instead of him always just... You got to see the face behind the mask. I think that was an issue behind Halloween where I wanted to see who the killer was. Yeah. And this one, you actually got to put that face to it. Um, what do you think of Jason wearing the burlap sack on his head? You mean pillowcase? <laughs> Stop it. Uh, I don't know. I don't... I wonder if that's what his mom made him do. Um, I mean, I guess... I guess that's never really actually explored. I know the idea was taken from a real-life killer that was... The, known as the, I believe, the Phantom Killer. There's a movie based on it called The Town That Dreaded Sundown where he stalked Texarkana, Arkansas? But it's it's a, on the, I think it's on the border of Texas and Arkansas. So it's Texarkana. And, that makes sense. And that killer wore, according to that, wore a, like a pillowcase over his head and they never caught the guy. So a pillowcase. This guy, there's no pillowcases out in the middle of the woods. Burlap sack. <laughs> um... I don't, that was just one element to it. I, did, I guess I didn't realize he was a mongoloid. Is that what we I call it? I think that's it? technically a... It seems wrong what, a wrong Yeah, because like, they're taking it from the idea of like Mongol, like for people from Mongolian. Yeah, so, like, I don't like that word. I'm sorry I said it. Yeah, it's definitely something... I know what you mean, though, because he's definitely deformed. Ugh, he's definitely like... Um, Kind of like the elephant man, where he has some sort of disfigurement. Yeah. I guess... <laughs> I don't know why they needed both. Oh, that's fair. So my thing... I like to know the why behind things. Why You know that with Halloween. You know why he picks up the masks. But with this, it just seems one more layer. They wanted another element Well, of I mean, in Halloween, we don't really know why he wears a mask. Outside Did he do of... it just because it was Halloween? Um, I guess you could go that route, but I mean, he is, Jason's disfigured, so he wears a mask because he's hideous, according yeah. to, like, normal standards. And I bet it, I'd blame his mother. So, is there any other positives you wanted to go into? Um, no. 
Okay. Um, I guess get over to any negatives that you have. I did not like the very first scene. Yeah. I was very upset about it, and I did not think it was real. It just seemed... There's a lot of so people that connected. There's a lot of people have issues because he calls her before he attacks her. How did he track her down? Like, there's a lot of he lives uh, in the woods. There's a lot of unanswered things here with that whole scene. So I agree that was really done because like I was telling you while we were watching it is that she had a real life stalker and didn't want to be in the movie because Friday the Thirteenth was why she had a stalker. I get that. It just seems so unnecessary. And they also used it as a way where they could do a recap, like I was telling you, because this came out one year later and we didn't yeah. have home video, but. I wasn't even alive, so I don't know. I feel like way back. Uh, yeah, when. well, I mean, it's not like I knew anything in nineteen eighty-eight and eighty-one. No, I just didn't like that fact, and when I didn't think she actually got killed because there was no blood. I was used to squirting blood and everything, and she just gets stabbed in the head, and it switched over. And, and a lot of that was a censorship, though, is because they got away with so much in the first one. The subsequent movies got definitely. Like, we're very hard on taking things out. That's fair. It was just one where it took me a while to be convinced that it happened. Because I kept saying, oh, I thought that was a dream because I was just so confused. Which is weird because you thought the last scene in the first movie was I only thought that because you said it was a dream of the last movie. So I thought they were using that same... Hmm. The other... This ties in, too. The other big issue I have is they basically took that first movie and... That's what made the second movie. You have the same similar characters, like there's the sexy Kevin Bacon like character yeah. that and that couple that are always fooling around. That's the same character. It's the same thing. So I thought That's they a- ended one movie with like a dream sequence and I'm using hand quotes and started it with another dream sequence because I just I didn't think I thought they were gonna follow that girl around the whole movie and they didn't. I think the original plan was to have her be the lead again, but like I said, those situations, that that all happened there. And I will say, some of your issues here sounds like slasher films in general, because they always... What do you mean? Because they always have those generic-esque characters. I think Friday the 13th does it better than some, where they actually flesh them out, where you know the character, even if you don't know the name. You know who they are by... Like, like in this movie, you have the girl with the crop top. You have... The guy who's, like, attracted to her. You have, like you said, the young couple that go over to the camp when they're told not to. You have my favorite final girl in the series. You have Ginny, who is a psychology major. Like, you have these little things, even if you don't know their names, that you know who they are. Yeah. I just... I guess I thought it was going to go deeper. I have a lot of issues with Jason. He, It doesn't make sense if he was a yeah. little boy that... That's my he big died. problem here is that... And then he lived in the lake. Why would his mother have the whole rampage that she did in the last movie? I guess the reasoning and the rationale there is that she just doesn't want this camp to be opened because of what happened to him. I guess it's problematic, though, is that he survived technically then by this. Because Tom Savini didn't do the effects in the second one because he did, it didn't make sense to him. He, I'm not shocked. Because they said there's no movie, there should no, there shouldn't be a sequel because Jason's not alive. He's he's dead. So like, how could you have? That was the big premise, and I, I think I'm just still hung up on the last scene of him being a boy and coming yeah, out. Yeah, it just again. that kind of took it back for me a whole lot, and then I have the issue is that if he's been alive and going around this whole time, like, why is he not doing the killings and for his mother? And, like, why is she so bad in shape if he's still alive? Or I guess you could, if you wanted to play devil's advocate, 
maybe he was helping her killings in the first movie. You just didn't see it. Could be. Because some of those getting people up yeah. how they did, that's a two-person job. That's fair. So. And I mean, I guess then the logic there would be that, like, she's just mad about what potentially could have happened to her son. Right. Yeah, that's still a And thing. her psychosis is just making it where she will do whatever she can to keep the camp closed. Yeah. I think there's just some loose ends that it just wasn't could easily, well written. Could also easily be tied up if they wanted. This was a cash grab, and it worked out I mean, well. good for them. Because they made a ton of money on this one as well. I'm not shocked. Yeah. So good for them. Um, is there any other dislikes you wanted to flesh out here? Uh, I don't think so. Okay. Then, is there anything with this movie that you would change? I mean, I think we kind of already talked about this All a little bit. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I mean, I think they could have easily had Jason be the killer here and make it where it made more sense. I mean, even a lot of these um, series, even if you just acknowledge the fact that it's a little wonky, I think people can follow. This one just had too many glaring yeah. issues. I think that was my biggest. And I mean, I think they're also capitalizing on the fact that, like, because you couldn't, you didn't have home video then. Like, you could literally just yeah. be like, oh, maybe you'll forget about this little that, part. I mean, that's true, especially if they came out a year. And they're also probably not wanting people to think too deeply into the movie. Just watch it and just enjoy it. Which is the exact opposite of this podcast. That's, I mean, <laughs> that's one of the things I acknowledge where I try not to be too hard on some movies because, like, they're going for entertainment value. Like, my rating will not reflect how much I seem to be coming down on this movie. I'm coming that's down right. on it because I've seen this so many times, and this is not rating-wise, but technically my favorite of the series. Really? Yeah. It's only the second one I've ever watched, so yep. it's my second favorite. Yep. I prefer the original first. Okay. But I'm coming... Rating-wise, this is higher than this one. That's fair. I think... But that's because it's my first time watching it, and we watch them back-to-back nights. Yeah. So for me, it's a whole lot harder to be um, forgiving. That's fair. With the issues. That's fair. I mean, I've like I said, I've already seen it enough where, like... I also watched this as a kid, so, like, that also that's changes. Crazy to me. Well, this one I don't think I watched as, like, a real little kid. Some of the other ones I did. Some of the later ones I did. This one I probably didn't get to see until I was a teen. So you didn't watch them in order? Oh, no. I'm pretty sure the first one I watched was probably four or five. If not that, it would have been seven. So do you not have to watch them in order? You probably should because there is slight continuity between every one of them. (laughs) Well, we have to keep going for me to kind of show you because... Three starts up right after two. Okay. And then four is not too long after three. Five is kind of the black sheep in the series. There's always one. And then six is where they take it supernatural. Oh. And then you'll see why as things kind of go on if we decide to keep... If we decide. Keep going with it. And then, like, seven goes off the rails. And then eight is where they take it to Manhattan. And then... The one that I've seen the most probably, though, would be Jason Goes to Hell, which was supposed to be the final movie in the series. There's always a final one. There's always a final one. And then, like, there's... A roundabout there would be Jason X, Freddy vs. Jason, and then, like, the remake. I don't think I've ever seen any of the Freddy Krueger movies, either. Oh, see, I really like... I really like the first one of that one. Which is the one with the... And three. It's... Okay. Yeah. And then the dream. Which one's the dream? Same one. Oh, okay. Yeah. So maybe I have. I saw the one with Kellen Lutz. You saw the remake, which is not great. 
It's the only one I saw, so I didn't hate it. I don't mind it. It's not great. And then you're now getting Mackenzie with her podcasting debut officially. <laughs> Little grunts. So I guess, since you've never seen any of them, where do you think the series will go next? I honestly, is it going to be the same movie again? Kind of. Oh, wow, I'm brilliant. Now get this, though. Part three was 3D originally. Oh, shit. So they lean into it. So they did that in the 80s? Oh, yeah. Movies? There's actually one, there's a Vincent Price movie from, like, the late 50s that's 3D. No, I didn't know that. 3 D something they've gone back and forth on, like... They keep going back to... There was a lot of part threes in series that were 3D. There's, they did that on purpose. Oh, yeah. Just off the top of my head, there's obviously Friday the 13th part three in 3D. There was Jaws 3D, which is the third movie. And Amityville 3 was in 3D. I had no idea. Yeah. I thought that was a... No, that in was... In our a, lifetime. Yeah, that was a gimmick they've gone back and forth on a lot. I'm not a fan of 3D movies. I'm not they really either. They make me nauseous. Yeah. The one three side fun fact, I guess I saw um, Alice in Wonderland in three D, oh. and I was getting sick. Yeah. It was too much. When I went to saw Avatar in three D, oh, that's a lot. Too. I saw it in the IMAX three D. Guy next to me got motion sickness, so he, his girlfriend had to give like his her purse to him, and he was like throwing up in her purse. I don't think he actually ever threw up, but he definitely had his head buried in it because he just it gave it's get, too much. Like he needed some Dramamine. <laughs> Who would have thought you had to take that to go? My sister. Yeah, that's... So is there anything else that you wanted to say before we closed out this? Uh, I don't think so. I mean, great, I watched the movie. Will I ever watch it again? Probably not unless you ask okay. nicely. Is there anybody or anything you wanted to say then as we officially close this out? Say goodbye to anybody or anything like that? I have to rate it. Oh, yeah. I keep forgetting that. You do. You don't like to rate it, so I think I kind of just... I give push. it three kittens. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, I would give this one... Gosh, I don't know. B minus. I've seen okay. better movies. I've seen worse. Okay. But I don't care about this movie, but I still like the other one better. See, that's actually funny is this is my favorite in the series. I give it an eight, though, because I have just such glaring issues with the concept of Jason not being like explained how he's still alive and everything like that, that it just hurts it enough because, and I'm also, I grade harsher on sequels, even though I shouldn't because my problem is that it's a retread of a story that we've already kind of gotten. So it's not as original in my opinion. I think my biggest hang up is the fact that it's the same movie Yeah, and we've watched them back to back days. So maybe if we spread it out a little bit more, I would have forgotten more. Like we would watch it one year apart, like... They intended. Exactly. So this is your fault. Okay, now that we have rated it, is there anybody or anything you wanted to say then to officially as we close ourselves out? Here? Um, just enjoying our time together with Mackenzie here. She's actually been very quiet, which is shocking. Which is wild because she was not quiet the whole time leading up to this. She, uh, she's a little yeah. trying to stir a little bit. There we go. There it is. And that's mild. Um, just shout out to my niece and nephew Amelia and Jonas I love you alright well if there's nothing else then this is your tour guide of David Garrett Jr. and I am signing off and then just to kind of close it out is thank you so much for listening it had been a wonderful evening and what I needed now to give it the perfect ending <laughs>